This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on a very special Halloween episode of One Bad Mother, zombies! How will you survive when the end comes? Plus, Biz says, if it's round, spin it round. Teresa solves the bedwetting problem forever, and we get judged by Judge John Hodgman. (laughs) This is the only reason we have a podcast, is so that we can do fun holiday episodes. Oh, a Halloween episode. A ghost! The period hut is haunted! Uh, Somebody recently (laughs) emailed or tweeted or something the word period hut back to me oh, in regards uh-huh. to the show. Yeah. And I was like, that is, that is pretty damn funny. Did we call it that? It is funny. That? We're we great. That? We're fucking hilarious. We come up with great funny stuff we all do. the time. Oh, it's Halloween Constantly. every day around here. <laughs> Teresa, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Good. I, aside from a little spooked out. Ooh. <laughs> how, how goes the world of spooking at the Thorn household? Can, okay. Do you guys have the last name? I know you've never seen The Omen. No. But like the last name of the family <gasps> and The Omen is The Thorn. And really? it's like Simon Thorn or okay. whatever. So what? I'm constantly okay, like, it's all for you, that. Damien. No. Like, because it's Damien Thorn no. and all that. And yeah, you should not I see it. I can never see that. But you are, I you hate guys scary movies. are the thorns. We are the thorns. I know. So. Um, I am a little spooked out right now <gasps> Because uh, Simon <laughs> is just starting to have like things that scare him, oh, and which no. is awful. And it's like you know, I'm trying to like be strong for him and whatever. Right. Listen to his fears and be supportive right. and stop make, being scared. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. It's not scary. It's not real. God, you're such a pussy. Why are you being such a baby? What is he scared of? He's scared of the most weird things. Okay, so listen. Okay, the first, there's two things. One is on one side of the house, if you look out the window from the living room, uh-huh. you can, like, see two backyards over. Our neighbors have, like, one of those backyard umbrellas in their middle of their um, sure. t- t- table in, yeah. the, in their yard. And it's been closed and wrapped up with a trash bag and taped with masking tape. Like, so it looks like a weather. body. It looks like a body on a stick. I guess. Oh, that... Okay. I mean, not that Simon has no, seen, like, Godfather body. movies no. where they put him but, in the back and What's amazing about that up. is that never occurred to me. That, that <laughs> I just thought it looks weird to him because sure. he kind of can't tell what it is from the way, right. from how far away it is. Yes. And so he's, so he's like, he stares at it. He kind of, like, closed the curtains, and then he wants to look at it again, talks about it. Um, and so whatever. And then the, on the other side of the house, <laughs> he can see at night, there's a street light, a street light that comes on like uh-huh. a ways down the street. And for whatever fucking reason, he can only see it when it's like dark in our house and dark outside and the street light is on. He right. can see it through the window. And so if he gets up to like go to the potty or whatever, he's like using the potty and looking out the window and he calls this the eyes and nose light. Mm. And he says... Oh, there's there's that eyes and nose light. Your house, he's he trying says, to there's them. that eyes and nose light, mommy. And I'm like, what? what? I'm like, what? First of all, now I'm kind of used to it, but at first I'm like, what? What <laughs> eyes and nose light? You know, like I'm kind of like looking around. What are you talking about? The ghost about? that stands over the foot of and his then bed. He'll go, yeah. <laughs> and then he'll go, yeah, yeah. It's the eyes and nose light. The eyes and nose light is sad. Oh, <laughs> does it? I, my first question when Katie Bell says shit like that is. 
Well, is it telling you to do anything? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I actually had a few days last week where I was like, is there such a thing as like a three-year-old becoming schizophrenic? Like, what? I, I love started that that's your, I love that that's up. the way you go. Me, yeah. I'm like this. She sees a ghost. She sees a ghost. <laughs> she sees a ghost. And I just want to make sure that the ghost isn't telling her to murder us in our sleep. Like, that's it. Like, don't murder your parents. Like, come and play with me. Come and play with yeah. the eyes and nose ghost. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the weirdest part about it is I'm really not seeing the eyes and the nose. Oh, like, you just I don't see see the, I see the light that he's talking right. about. We're, we're talking about the same light. And, like, the, it's kind of, I, I, whatever. Anyways, it's it's super spooky. And I try to just, like, <laughs> I am really susceptible to getting creeped out by things. Like, if Jesse, like, starts talking about mummies, I'm like, okay, we're done here. <laughs> like, mummies? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let's wrap this up. And um and so and so Simon talking about this I'm trying to be like Okay, great. So I'm like changing the subject, but he keeps bringing it back to right. because he's like trying to process it. Yeah, and sure. It. And um, so then I read that you can like make up a little song about it. Yeah. So we've been doing this like, I see you eyes and nose light, but I'm not scared of you. Sure, do, do, yeah. Do, do, and like good. do it, whatever. That's good. And that's kind of, it's like kind of whatever. It's kind of, but it's very, very that Halloween appropriate. No, that's very creepy. There's, you know, because I've talked about how like Katie Bell and Ellis both will just start staring and like laughing uh-huh. at something like right next to me yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like i'm gonna turn around and there's gonna be yeah. a horrific looking like Demon. dead de- dead yeah. face ghost guy right yeah. behind me and instead i'm just like thank you i just say out loud, thank you for entertaining my child don't tell my child to kill me in my sleep um <laughs> So, well, that's very exciting. Yeah, that's, great. I, that's great. That's great. That so sounds like super fun. relaxing at your house. That's great. Um, How are I, you? Fine. I mean, at our house, Katie Bell is, you know, I don't, because because at birth, we open the Halloween decorations and let our children play with decapitated body parts. Right. There's that. Uh, there. Katie Bell's a little less on the light. She she enjoys being spooked and boo and, you know, mm-hmm. ah, she's running around and booing us and all mm-hmm. that. So I'm sure everybody wants to know. I'm sure everyone wants to know what we're doing this year. And mm-hmm. in a, uh, as a Halloween family, since we have a history of setting up rather large sort of setups to for trick-or-treaters to scare them and have a good time and have fun. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't heard last year's yeah. Halloween episode, go back and listen to that because we get like a nice little history yes. of and all I the will... really hilarious, amazing things that Biz and Stefan have done. <laughs> and we'll document this one and I'll link everybody up to it as well as all the past ones you can go back and see going back. But kids do kind of slow it down a little bit because now okay. when we had when Katie Bell was a baby, we could just get a sitter and go outside and do our stuff. Oh, yeah. But now she's old enough to really really, really want to participate. Mm-hmm. So we had to come up with something that she could participate in. And to be honest, this was a lot of this was her idea. Oh. She wanted to be Candy Girl, right? Like the mm-hmm. ghost of Candy Girl. Ooh. So what we're going to do is we have a big front porch. Uh, I will sit on the front porch. And as trick-or-treaters come up and say, trick-or-treat, I'm going to say, oh, no, 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 no. Don't say, don't say trick-or-treat. I mean, don't say those words. Ah, don't, don't, don't. Uh-huh. You're going to summon Candy Girl. Right? Yeah. And then the gate on the side of the house will open, and we, of course, have a strobe light and a fog machine. Uh, those things will start to come out. And then Katie Bell, dressed like sort of a hollow—she's she's like, I can put candy wrappers yeah. on my face and on my arms, and we're yeah. going to make her look kind of like spooky ring yeah. girl kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and she's going to come out being like, give me candy. <laughs> and then we're going to make the kid, the trick-or-treaters have to, like, quick, quick, say, you know— Candy yeah, girl, candy girl, something. give me some candy or whatever yeah. to reverse it. And then she'll actually pass out the candy. Oh, 
that's so, so cool. yeah so that'll be fun we'll see how I that goes love it. um and uh, anyway so that's what we're doing we're pretty excited You're about like, that scare the shit out of some neighborhood kids uh, yeah well you know great. what i gotta say we're pretty thrilled with our neighborhood there okay. is a woman who does a haunted house in her house oh, like cool. halfway down the yard like the the uh street and then uh, last year we saw lots of signs on different streets leading up to our uh, particular street with hey there's a haunted house here and lots of people go all out so it's been um it's it's probably my favorite time of year in our neighborhood um, what are you gonna do with ellis ellis we put to bed at like uh, six o'clock anyway. So he's just going to He's just going to be okay. hopefully asleep. I'm going to take Katie Bell out for the early round of trick-or-treating. Yeah. Her costume is that. Oh, So cool. we just walk right in. Yeah. And Stefan just hands out candy until, you know, we show up. I love it. Uh, it's good times. It's like a performance. It is. It is a good time. I love me some Halloween. Um, speaking of Halloween and loving a good scare, today <laughs> we are going to embrace the good time scares that seem to be going around on the news and everywhere else uh, that leads one to think an apocalypse might be imminent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, talk about zombies and emergency preparedness. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Zombies. Where? Right behind you! (laughs) Uh, the <laughs> who knew the period hat was ground zero? Um, zombies. Uh, let's just get this right off. Uh-huh. Off that. Do you believe that that in zombies and that there could be a zombie apocalypse? Just is that a you, real this, question? This is actually a real question. Okay. It's okay to say no. Yeah, no, I don't. Okay. I don't believe in zombies. All I right. do believe there could be some kind of apocalypse. Good. We're going to move right on to that. Okay. <laughs> um, do you I believe just, in zombies? Well, you believe in ghosts? Well, I believe. Here's my thing on zombie apocalypse. I do believe in the theory that, that there <laughs> that could be. rise from the dead. No. Yes. No, but that there could be, like, the whole, like, illness, the uh-huh. disease that, like, I yeah. think it was, like, um, the World War Z, I think, does this. I didn't see the movie. I read the book. I really okay. enjoyed the book. Okay. I didn't want to see Brad Pitt fight fast zombies. No. I don't believe in fast zombies, everybody. I don't if believe you're going to have Brad zombies, Pitt. yeah, and I don't believe in Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, but, I, but again, it was like a disease. Yeah. You know, uh, that spread. Not Ebola, everybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ebola is not the zombie apocalypse. No. Uh, but. That's it. But that's not my personal apocalypse of choice. But I want right. to I want to come to you first. Do you think there could be an apocalypse in our lifetime? And what do you what is your apocalypse uh, prediction of choice? Well, first of all, I just have to say talking about it makes me very uncomfortable because really? I feel like talking about it makes it possible. Um. Whereas I would much rather just pretend that that's never going to enter my life ah, or be okay. possible. So I just want to get that out. Let's, of the way. Well, and let's also preface. For example, that this is not like a news show or in any way a factual show uh, on if any level. If that wasn't, that wasn't clear, clear already. Enough. So as we talk about our fears and that, that you know, look. It's not that we have some secret knowledge. No, we, we do not. Behold a pale horse is not this booth, all right? It's not. No genuine conspiracy theories coming out of this. We don't, we don't have any kind of ends 
yeah. on zombie apocalypses or apocalypses. But I do like to uh, fantasize about worst case scenarios and prepare. So, Teresa, give me your worst case scenario so I, I mean, can prepare. I assume that um, I assume that it's possible that with global warming, mm. like and just the way, like just the way we're taking care of <laughs> slash not taking care right. of the planet, that. Just resources will eventually become very scarce and weather could get really bad. And so the combination of those two things, um, I think, like, our infrastructure could begin to deteriorate and fall apart and people could start freaking out. And, like, when people start freaking out and, like, hoarding things and being violent (laughs) about their stuff, I consider that basically what would become an See, apocalypse. That's Stefan. Stefan's is, is environmental. Uh-huh. Stefan thinks environmental apocalypse. Mm-hmm. A, and my response to that is yes. Oh, sure. That's that's actually a more realist. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think these are all kind of like, you know, because it's a Halloween show. Mm-hmm. These are all totally realistic. Mm-hmm. But when Including I think zombies. about... Yes. Yes. Uh, when I think about... It's just like Santa Claus. Zombies are real on the show. Um when I think about the environmental one, that's mm-hmm. the that's the long game. Yeah, that's like the long game apocalypse, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, sort of. And 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 um, and it's like the slow chance for hysteria, the slow chance yeah. for you know all that kind of stuff to happen. Yeah, mine is. I think it's technology. Uh-huh. I think it's somebody just like like one day you you just can't access your money, then the next Whoa. day all your data has been taken. Right, Whoa. like mine is because that's like so possible. Like everything just shuts. Like just imagine one day you picked uh-huh. up your phone, you turned on your computer, like no cable, no cell service, no yeah. anything. Just like one day you lost contact oh, with shit. everybody. Right, I gotta start hiding cash. I know. Well, then you gotta start hiding cash. We'll get to that. But the um, so that's like that's where I think people would just go ape shit. Yeah, people would just be like, I can't fucking believe I can't. Google this. Google. <laughs> How do yeah. I? I can't read a map. How do I get to the store? Yeah. You know, I just think that like yeah. that's to me where people would because it would be, be really fast and yeah. lose their shit and go crazy. Uh-huh. So that's my apocalypse. Wow. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> happy Halloween, everybody. Sleep well. <laughs> I bet you could do a Halloween <laughs> theme, like something a along. Not yeah. Have all that. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um. Uh. All right. So. What do you, oh, by the way, by the way, in my apocalypse scenario, when I think about uh, things like what life is like after the apocalypse, Mm -hmm. for some reason, I constantly think about fresh strawberries. Like, oh, Oh, if I just had some fresh strawberries. strawberries. Right, because you're just eating fucking dirt in the apocalypse. Right. Okay. So the apocalypse has come. Okay. Everybody's going ape shit nuts. Because, by the way, the apocalypse insinuates, Mm -hmm. let's just be clear, Mm -hmm. that everybody loses their mind. Right. Nobody is good. Everybody's out for themselves. Mm-hmm. And survival it is mode. Survival mode immediately. Mm-hmm. What are you prepared to do, Teresa, in this <laughs> fictional, fictional <laughs> apocalypse? Well, I a few <laughs> months ago, I read that book, California. That mm-hmm. like it's it's a novel that came out like I don't know earlier this year. Okay. Um, people might have heard about it, but um, it's it takes place like post-apocalypse and oh. it's this couple and they've basically chosen to just go live out in the woods right. outside of LA. 
basically, okay. and like live just the two of them. And like reading this book, <laughs> I was just like, "Fuck, I'm so unprepared for like to like handle any of it. like any just because there's just so much just drudgery and suffering like in everyday life. There's like, no cappuccino machine. No, 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 no. Like it's just, I mean, you know, like I the probably like the time of my life where I had to like do the most fending for myself in terms of like what I would find to eat or how I would get around or just dealing with limited resources was my semester abroad in Cuba. (laughs) That was a scenario where like things were actually a little bit like maybe a teeny tiny bit hard for me every day. I still had money. You know what I mean? Like, right. money buys things. No one so was constantly was, threatening your life it's for basically, your corn. Right. The, it, the only difference is I don't have, like, 12,000 options for everything right. all day long. And, like, right. the way we live now, I mean, it's absurd. It's, like, so over the top, the extent <laughs> to which it's so easy to right. just do everything. Everything right. I do is so fucking easy in the United <laughs> States of America in Los Angeles. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, so... Yeah, if the apocalypse happens, oh, I'll be so fucked. I'll be so fucked. Right. Um, would I kill somebody to like That's save my family? That's the big question. I feel like I could. Yeah. I totally feel like I would could. Would you also eat them if like food was running out? Would you I resort like, to cannibal yes. ways? I feel like I yeah. would. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Good. Then but- you can be on Team Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and well, okay. All right, first let me just say yeah. If it was a zombie apocalypse, I am looking forward to bashing the shit out and of like, some, yeah. just beating yeah. the crap out of zombies. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I am, pre- I am definitely prepared to kill. <laughs> just give me a reason to kill. But it was so funny the other this weekend. This weekend, I was talking with Stefan. I was so I had had like the longest, most horrible day. Uh, there'd already been some crying post Target run. Aww. I mean, post Trader Joe run. Aww. I was already like in my parking lot. It was just very bad. It was just like. People at their worst. I was being surrounded by people at their worst Mm, and people at their laziest Mm -hmm. and people at their most like Mm self-centered, you know, I just I I was so done. And I said to Stefan, I was like, I was kind of in a rage. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, it, it started out as a normal way of venting how frustrated I was and then it turned into me saying I am telling you and if the apocalypse comes I will kill them I will if you are lazy and mean I am just taking you out and that is totally in apocalyptic terms and I turned to him and he's just like kind of starts laughing and I said I'm going to assume now in our married life that you're actually going to stay married to me so I can sometimes say horrible things like (laughs) I am going to go on a – if you – if I even see for a second that you are going to slow me the fuck down during an apocalypse or or all of us surviving as a society, you're gone. I'm taking you out. (laughs) And he was like, it's okay. I'm going to stay married to you. And in an apocalypse situation, Elizabeth, you have my permission to do that. (laughs) Um, So I do think I would have very low tolerance Mm -hmm. for for Mm -hmm. idiocracy. I can see that. Yeah, I barely hang on now. Yeah. Oh, have you seen that movie, Idiocracy? Oh, and let me tell you, that is... Does that get to you? It all gets to me. It's the worst. It's just so... We just teeter on the edge. Um... I would be willing to. Here's here's the real. This, okay. is, this is real. I have these All moments right. where when it was when I was single, mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse, not a problem. I'm in. I'm in. I'm gonna survive. Yeah. Me and Stefan together. You know, Stefan and I. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. A team makes you stronger. I would think. Uh, 
Katie Bell comes along, and I'm like, this is a little slower. Let's yeah. hope the apocalypse happens while I'm breastfeeding because I don't have to worry about food. Right. Right? But now that she's not breastfeeding, okay, so let's got to try and time that mm-hmm. out. And then I was like, with Ellis, I, try, I literally turned to Stefan a couple of like, months ago, and I said, all right, just so you know, more than likely, we're just going to have to hunker down. We can't move. We can't. I love that you guys have talked about this. Of course this. we have. Okay. We cannot move with yeah. kids. It's It'll just take not. It too takes too long, yeah. too slow, too much whining, too much fucking everything. We have not trained them for this. No. And we have not trained ourselves to carry yeah. kids. You're going to have to like barricade the house. We're going to have to hunker down. Yeah. Play dead, as it were. Yeah. Just in the house. Yeah. Uh, so, and we've had to have the real conversation of bye, cats. Bye, oh, yeah. Bye, cats. Yeah. Just, I mean, I said, Stefan, I need you to know that you've got my back when yeah. if something even slightly That's happens. Rough. Got to go buy cats. Yeah. You know, they're going to be much better. See, and, and actually, I'm going to actually stop the fun thing for a second mm-hmm. and go into uh, something that I want to make sh- that I have seen. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like when people start talking about uh, apocalypses or uh, like, like Ebola is a great mm-hmm. example, or when people were talking about gun rights mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, when the apocalypse comes or when something bad happens Mm -hmm. everybody's gonna go crazy and you need to defend yourself and you're gonna Mm -hmm. need to do all this stuff i was in new york for september 11th and i was there for the blackout where there was no power Mm -hmm. for like four days in new york city that is a situation as a that is a technology one that is a you can't call anybody everything is shut down and you know what people were at their fucking best i bet people were amazing people were amazing that's how it was in the hurricane when i was back there for hurricane sandy oh that's right you were there for that yeah people were amazing people were amazing yeah and so i do not actually believe that during an apocalypse now 10 years into an apocalypse Mm -hmm. maybe not when resources are really (laughs) scarce i can't i can't guarantee you what's going to happen 10 days (laughs) into any emergency situation but uh i can say that you know Right off the bat, I think people are pretty good. Yeah. And I think people are pretty kind. Mm-hmm. Even the ones who are traditionally assholes. Mm-hmm. You got to really hit an asshole level for me to want to take you out early on in the apocalypse. Well, plus early on, there's still always the possibility of a criminal justice system. Sure. So you're still dealing with that. I think yes. it's much later. It's not outlaw but... yet. It's not outlaw <laughs> territory yet. Uh, in all seriousness, yeah. are you prepared at all for anything? A little bit. Okay. I mean, like, we have an emergency kit. Yes. Okay. We have, like, an emergency kit. It's in the garage. Okay. I don't know exactly where right. it is. Like, I can't, like, visualize <laughs> yeah. right now exactly where it is. But there isn't that much stuff in there. So yeah. I feel like if we were actually, like, say we had an, it's basically if we had an earthquake, right. you know, um, there, that stuff is there. And, right. you know, it's, like, food and water and, like, first aid and right. whatever. Um, three I, days worth. I mean, that's that I'm asking. I think three so. Days it's the three days. Like the, yeah. yeah. And um, and you know, we have like valuables in the safe or whatever, right. like documents or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing you're. I think you're supposed to replace that fairly regularly. Yeah. And that's I, the I'm thing. not really like I know we got it a couple years ago, so I kind of feel like it, maybe it's time to. What do you do? Like buy a whole new one, basically, or make a new one. Well, basically, I mean, like some supplies do last. You can. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things have expiration dates on it. Like we replace water every mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. you know uh because bottled water does not last yeah uh um and we we've got what we have and i think this is going to be the point of what we're talking uh-huh. about is that we also have a bunch of stuff i mean i've got like yeah. batteries and a million flashlights yeah. we got we backpacks got we got yeah it's been a long time since we've been to costco so we actually our supply of like food and uh-huh. stuff like that is starting to go down yeah um 
We do try and keep cash, but again, uh-huh. uh, let's go to the farmer's market. Let's go to here. Yeah. Uh, just grab the cash, and that wheels yeah. down. So we're like you. Like, we've got all the stuff, but right now it's all kind of spread out. It's not, like, in one place. Yeah. I do have a kit in the car that I keep. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I need to replace. Like, I kept, I threw some bottles of water in there, and yeah. those definitely need to be replaced. Um, those have been in there way too long. Yeah. Too we many. keep using the waters yeah. that I put in my car. <laughs> so, like, but we have, like, you know, flares and roadside yeah. and that kind of stuff. But I, I think the big point is... You have the stuff, or yeah. you think, well, I got enough stuff to last me three days. Yeah. But is it all in one place? Is it actually food that you want to eat for three eat, days? Or when that we your kids can yeah. eat. Like right now, guess who'd be potty trained if we ran out of stuff after three days? Right. Ellis. Yeah. Enjoy pooping on the ground. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> it would just be. So I think to wrap up this segment, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to actually give some helpful tips. Cool. I know. Because can I just say one yeah. thing? Shit actually does happen. Like, yeah. we're joking about the apocalypse, apocalypse and stuff. You know, stuff does happen. And yeah. ha- things have, ha- I mean, things have happened recently where, well, like, you just named a couple things. You hurricanes. Know? Yeah. And even just growing up in certain areas where there's bad weather, you can lose power. Sure. You yeah. can. And you never know if this is the time where it's just going to take longer than normal to get it. Yeah. So. I know that for me as a parent, I want to have stuff prepared for my family. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's just as like, oh, I just haven't had a chance to go get this shit. Yeah. Or I feel overwhelmed with trying yeah. to get it all together. I, I don't have enough stuff to sew us together yeah. if somebody gets shot. Like, I, yeah. I make too big a deal out of it. Yeah. So I think there's this pressure of, I just want a simple list. I just yeah. want a simple something. Yeah. Tell me what to do. All right. Yeah, tell me what to do. All right, so here are a couple of things. All right. So one, water. And I think a good goal is just three days. Just start with, Mm -hmm. I want enough stuff for three days. Mm -hmm. So uh, for just a basic kit to have in your house or garage is you want enough water. They say a gallon per person per day. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you can just go out and get gallons. Does that include, like, for, like... Does that include, like, everything you'd need water for? No, I think okay. that's just for drinking. Just for drinking, okay. Um, food, you want to stock up on non-perishables, mm-hmm. beans. And there's the thing, it's like chicken noodle soup is great, but it's not as protein-heavy as, say, the pot roast soup. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I think soups and beans, things you don't have to cook, you could just mm-hmm. technically eat, mm-hmm. uh, are good. Medications. Mm-hmm. This is a hard one because you got to really go into your doctor and be like, I'm trying to stock medicines for an emergency situation. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I don't even know. We don't have medicines. Oh, my God. If Jesse got migraines and we didn't have his pills... I'd have to come over and take him out. Yeah. He's not part of We'd Team Lawrence. We'd so have to leave him behind. leave him behind with the dogs. Fuck. Well, Coco can come with us, though. So. Okay. Well, Coco, fine. Yeah. Coco's in. Yeah. Uh, tools and supplies. Yeah, everybody needs a good utility knife. And may I recommend, may I recommend a Gerber Pro Tool? What it is, a multi-tool. Go find a, go ask for the holidays for a multi-tool. Mm-hmm. I lived on my multi-tool in New York before I had kitchen supplies and any oh, of that cool. stuff. They're great. And they're very inexpensive, and they really make you feel like a total badass, especially in an apocalypse. Duct tape, battery radio, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Go support your local NPR and get a crank radio. Mm-hmm. Um, clothing and bedding, you want some of that. I always We always throw in an extra pair of jeans mm-hmm. just to have. Soap, bleach, towels, that kind of thing. Uh, and important documents. That was a good point, was the important documents. Mm-hmm. We made a copy, seal them up in a Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also put it on a USB Mm. Uh, so in case the documents got lost, we got a USB backup. Mm-hmm. And then first aid supplies. Right. How are you going to fight uh, zombie bites? Well, if you get bit by a zombie, you're totally out of luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can use, you know, basic cuts, scrapes, 
that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You want that. And that's it. That's your basic that's your basic needs. Yeah, that's actually not that many that's, things. That's you yeah. could go through your house or you could just say, We're going to Costco this weekend, or get even lazier and just go on Amazon.com and prime that shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I need some flares. I need some yeah. strike they anywhere also matches. Just sell kits and that, that is include correct. all of these things outside of like, yes. you know, your documents or whatever. Right. Like stuff that outside of your personal medication. Exactly that you right. need. Like you can get a a kit for yeah. I don't know forty bucks or something. That's right. That We've got everything. a couple of kits. Yeah. We have one kit per person right mm-hmm. now, just like and the basic one, which yeah. is the first aid and yeah. like the warm blanket thing and yeah. all that. The next thing you want to do is identify potential emergencies. Uh, so, like, where do you live? We live in earthquake places. Yeah. So, what do I need to know about earthquakes? Uh, I grew up in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Tornadoes. What do I need to know about tornadoes? Mm-hmm. Basic fire safety. Do you have a meeting place? Do you have? Do you, does everybody know who to call or contact? Mm-hmm. These are just basic good, like, Friday night, let's order a pizza. And, and and here's the thing. You really can talk to this with your kids without it scaring the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, with Katie Bell, we do a lot of, like, hey, just in case. It's better, you know, it's better to know. Let's do a fire drill. You know, right now, every time the smoke alarm goes off because we forget to turn the fan on, Katie mm-hmm. Bell's like, I'm going to our meeting tree. <laughs> Great. No, you don't have to go to that. Oh, oh, yes, fine. go to the meeting go tree. The meeting go, tree. Oh, this is a good. Good job. <laughs> Whoops, I mean fire drill. <laughs> um, we're going to link everybody up to uh, the CDC website, which is actually where I got a lot of this stuff. I uh, The Red Cross also has great information. Those are two great places to start. One of the things I really like about the CDC website is they really keep it simple for people like me who get overwhelmed. They actually have a a blog called Just One Thing where you can go and it just – if you just do this one thing, do Uh this one thing. Yeah. You know, in terms of being prepared. Yeah. And then maybe in a couple months you'll have time again and you'll do one other thing. That's right. Like it doesn't – I mean, you know, you're either ready or you're not. So you might as well take the time to get ready. But you're never going to be totally ready. So like if you can do a couple things just for peace of mind. Yeah. Like I got water. Yeah. Good. That's that's good. I have some toilet paper. Good. I just assume that my next door neighbor is going to take care (laughs) of me. That's okay, right? That and, and, and yes. Yes. So to wrap up, mm-hmm. zombies, real. Jesse, left behind with one of the dogs, <laughs> hunkering down at the Lawrence household, and uh, be prepared to murder for your family. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Destination DIY. It's a show about people taking matters into their own hands, and we're really excited to be bringing it to Maximum Fun. You know, having that experience of I can do that makes me feel like I can almost do anything. Here at Destination DIY, we like to push the do-it-yourself envelope beyond crafts and home improvement. So tune in to hear the stories of makers, builders, inventors, and all kinds of creative people. You can essentially build a do-it-yourself space program today, and uh, now, luckily, I'm a part of that. Check out Destination DIY at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. 
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Yes. What have you got? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Well, the more that I think about my genius, <laughs> yeah, the more I think it's actually could be spun as a fail as well. But the, the bread and butter out. of the show and right? parenting. Go ahead. I know. So Simon has been potty trained for, I don't know, four or five months and sleeping without a diaper at night as well. And like initially was always making it through the night without wetting the bed. Like he very rarely yeah. had accidents at night. Genius. Great. Um, but then in the last couple weeks, he's been having accidents like every single night. And like he's scared of the nose and face. He's scared of the eyes and eyes. Yeah, apparently. It's sad. It's scary. Yeah. So anyways, um, I'm like doing that thing where I'm like, well, they say that sometimes they'll just have some accidents for a few nights and then it goes away. Right. But it's actually kind of been a problem because they, you know, they share a room and every time he wets the bed and gets up in the middle of the night to come get me and I have to like change him and whatever. It's it. (sighs) There's no way to do it without waking up Oscar and making Oscar cry. And it's just a whole thing. So it really kind of it's like it sucks to get up and have your kid have wet the bed. But like there's the added element of like waking up the baby and the baby and whatever. So I've been trying to, like, really limit Simon's water at night. Like, he gets, like, a little bit with his dinner, and then, like, he gets one more sip when he's brushing his teeth. And right. And that's, like, it. And it hasn't really been a problem. He hasn't really complained about it. But he keeps fucking wetting the bed. And the weirdest part is, like, he'll... I'll be sitting with him while he's waiting... He uses the potty, and then he gets in bed, and then, like, 20 minutes later, yeah. before he falls asleep, I need to use the potty again. He'll get up and pee again, like a whole pee. Right. And then he's still wetting the bed. So here's the genius. I'm standing there one night as he's peeing after, like, peeing, like, so many times. <laughs> and I'm knowing that he's been wetting the bed and doing this, and I'm just like, he is somehow getting, getting water, or <laughs> he, somehow he doesn't, like, right. something is going on. And it dawns on me, he has been playing with, like, a little pot and spoon in the shower every night. And I'm like, he's fucking drinking water in the shower every night. Like, right before bed, he is, like, drinking, like, tons a lot of water. And so I say, "Um, Simon, do you drink water in the shower? And he goes, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, idiot. He's like, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like... Yeah, it um, it goes into my mouth and down my throat and it fills up my tummy. <laughs> and so I was like, you fucking idiot, Teresa. But then I so then I cut him off. He's been in the bath with Oscar every night for the last three nights. Yeah. And no wetting the bed. Wow. It like solved the problem instantly. Like that was what was happening. <laughs> He's just in there. Just He's just drinking, in there chugging fucking Enjoying a cool glass of shower water. Nice. Thanks. Well, I think that's a good job that you you solved the mystery. I did. I solved you it. You solved the mystery. That's yeah. very good. Thank you. On this very special Halloween, you yeah. solved the mystery of the bedwetting <laughs> ghost. Um, my genius is super simple. Okay. okay. Right now, if it is a toy that mm-hmm. is round in any way, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I spin it. I just mm-hmm. spin it. Ellis goes ape shit nuts. Wow. So I am spinning everything. <laughs> you name it, I'm spinning it. At one point, I was sitting there on the floor, and Stefan walked by, and I was like, I was like, look at this. It was round. Yeah. Mama's going to spin it. He's like, fucking genius. And I was like, you bet. All right. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Because, That's awesome. Because a 10-month-old's yeah. uh, concentration yeah. very limited. Yeah, no, they need stuff to do. So I just spin it. That's great. Good yep. job. Thank you. I destroy my house regularly because I'm psychotic and I have to put all the toys away at the end of the day, like with all their matching parts and stuff, which I know is ridiculous. And every night I find myself under the couch with the flashlight reaching for stupid items that my daughter has shoved under there or has flown under there for some reason. So I went and got pool noodles and shoved them under the perimeter of the base of my couch like a giant neon green bumper that looks hideous, but it has <laughs> saved my life and my stress. So I just thought I would share that with you guys. Love your show. Bye. I, that is genius. This, I yeah. love this. One, I am that woman. I was like, I was just saying the other day, I made it all the way through Katie Bell's entire life. We've only lost one thing ever of hers. It was yeah. like this one little tiny Lego cat. You are crazy. Right? Everything. Yeah. But like I was the same way. Just yeah. pulling stuff out. Everything has to yeah. go back to its home at the end yeah. of the day. And I love the, that like that is more stressful than a giant pool noodle in the middle right. of your den wrapped yeah. around your couch. Yeah. It's genius. It's totally genius. It's so fucking genius. Yeah. Good job. Failures, Teresa. <laughs> Fail me. Fail. 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 You suck. Well, Oscar turned one over the weekend. That's right. That's great. That's uh, not I for- the failure. I know. I forgot to say happy birthday to Simon. I mean, Oscar at the very beginning of the show. But Thank you. Don't anybody worry. Yeah. We're going to do a whole special turning one show. Yeah. Next week we'll do yeah. a big, big turning one show. Oh, one. Um, so he turned one. Like two days before he turned one, he was sitting on the little potty chair <laughs> And I was sitting you're right potty training him. Because I'm potty training him. I know. I'm so impressed. And it's going fine. It's um, amazing to me. So thank you. And um, so he's sitting there on the potty chair, and I'm sitting right in front of him. I'm crouched right in front of him, and we're singing a little song. <laughs> and then he starts to stand up, and I'm like, oh, this is good. He's, like, figuring out. Because he's, like, taking steps now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this is good. He can, like, figure out that he can get on and off the potty chair on right. his own. But then suddenly... He just slammed face first <laughs> to the ground. Like it was just like he went up and he slammed. Oh. And he hit his forehead and his nose. Mm. And my previous genius, like a couple weeks ago, was keeping the potty chair in the shower. Yeah. In the shower, it's it's tight. I know. So it's, it's really hard. And okay, so he got a big goose egg. Oh. And I went to pick up Simon from school, and even like the teachers were commenting, like, Oscar, what happened? Because it was huge. I mean, he right. really hit his head. It, it really sucked. Um, and then the next morning, he woke up and it was way better. And okay. I was like, oh, good. Maybe it'll be okay for his birthday. Because, you know, birthday pictures. Right. Well, later that day, he was just playing in the living room and just <laughs> fell on the exact same spot. And like the, cr- I mean, like my whole body oh. felt it when he did it. And so, of course, on his birthday, he had just like a big fucking bruise right on the center <laughs> of his head for like his little birthday party Maybe. and all his first birthday pictures forever. 
while commemorating that you are the worst, the worst mother, mother ever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Um, so my fail, uh, I was taking caters again. Long day. This is the beginning of that horrible long day that oh, I had. Oh, God. It's okay. the beginning of it. Taking Katie Bell to school. That morning, I had been, like, giving Ellis, like, some pieces of banana. And mm-hmm. he was, like, walking, walking around eating it and all that kind of stuff. Fast forward an hour mm-hmm. later, I'm, like, psh, pushing him up the hill uh, in the stroller to the mm-hmm. school. Katie Bell's, ah, whining, whining. Mm-hmm. Everything's horrible. I'm five. And I kind of, <laughs> like, look down. And I'm, like... I have these little flats on, and I was like, what is that? Is that, a, like, a blister? Like, do have I, like, <laughs> am I so desensitized to myself? Yeah. That I have not even aware that there's this giant water blister, like, yeah. on my shoe where the shoe yeah. is hitting. It's weird that it doesn't hurt, and I reached down to touch it. It's just banana. Oh. I've been walking around all over your with foot. fucking banana in my shoe and on my foot and just nice. coming out. And, like, it was so, like, sad and gross. Like, such a small thing that I think under other circumstances you'd be like, oh, banana. Yeah. That's where that went. Yeah. But instead it's just like, oh, yeah. let me just keep pushing Sorry, this boulder up this hill. Yeah. Um, anyway, so sad. I felt like it was just a sad moment. Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling with a fail. I just got back from the park with my 10-month-old daughter, put her in the pack-and-play for just a second while I went to the bathroom, came back, and she was playing with a penny. Don't know how she got the penny, but fortunately I managed to get back to her before she actually swallowed it. It's a double fail because I was also being distracted by a Facebook debate with my brother trying to defend public breastfeeding, which was also a failed cause. So a triple fail. I'm the best. Thanks for the show, guys. Uh, That's awful. I hate the suddenly appearing choking hazard. Yeah. That is like the worst fucking thing ever. It's like a ghost in your house coming to me like, hey, you want this penny? Yeah. You want this little bead? Yeah. You mean I can't control my surroundings and the surroundings (laughs) of my child 24 hours a day? Ah, That I do enjoy the like Facebook debate on public breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa? Yes. On this very special Halloween episode of One Bad Mother, let's call a dad. Okay. How awesome. Sounds creepy. It does. It does sound <laughs> as as per dads in parenting worlds, going to be on the creepy end. No one wants a play date group with dads. Um, this week, we are going to get judged by actor, writer, humorist, Max Fun podcast, podcast host, and leader of the post-apocalyptic Justice Squad, John Hodgman. Welcome, John. Who has summoned me? <laughs> it is I, Teresa and Biz, calling oh, hi, for your help. Oh, you have con- you have conjured me. You <laughs> have conjured me like Beelzebub in the best parenting movie of all time, Rosemary's Baby. That's pretty much my Bible for parenting. That's that's what your we're satanic going- Bible. That is. I think is what you mean to say. That is, that is exactly accurate. Well, it's uh, not. It's not really a Bible for parenting. It's a. It's a Bible for prena- prenatal. Yes. Prenatal haircuts and eating of raw steak. It's and my chicken livers. It's my Doctor Sears. It is a portrait of the the worst dad of all time. 
<laughs> well, and worst husband of all time. Boy, well, oh boy. Have you seen that? Have, have you guys seen this movie? Rosemary's I, Baby. I, I, I have. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've heard about it, but I, I try to avoid anything. Creepy. Teresa can't handle it. I don't watch it. creepy movies. Teresa. What? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay. Put, <laughs> put down, put down the internet phone. <laughs> Go use your bandwidth and, and watch some Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. I think it's about 90 minutes long and we'll wait. Okay. We'll, we'll just be here talking. Okay. About and we're stuff. back. Okay. Did you, how'd you enjoy it? How was it? It was really great. Yeah. It, it is actually fun. a great, Biz, you can agree with me on this, right? It's a great movie. It's a great movie. And I just found out that where I live here in California is near what they call a devil's gate, where this, which I think may be based some on Rosemary's Baby, the guy who created this dam system in Dev, on Devil's Gate and made sure it was because there's this apparently a portal, some people believe a portal. To a, hell, a, a, hel- a, a Helmuth. A Helmuth. Uh, and they were trying to make babies to break. They were doing like a whole Rosemary's no. Baby thing no, up in weren't. the hills of Pasadena near the JPL. Oh, did so, you say Pasadena? Yeah. Oh, then I agree. Yeah. So Sorry, I, uh, trust me, Santa, it's a Helmuth. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to hijack your podcast as I do with every other hot podcast <laughs> to talk about Rosemary's Baby around this time of year. Uh, it's okay. I'm My just. Gu- f- I'm just going to have to rein you in. All I'm right. going to have to rein you in. Uh, let, <laughs> let's, uh, well, I'm just going to continue to ask questions and see how much we can derail, which uh, we always enjoy doing on the show. Uh, but the first one we're going to get just right out of the way, uh, besides Rosemary Baby related questions, is who lives in your house? Well, in my house, I live in, I live in Brooklyn, New York with my uh, wife and uh, uh, who is my age and our 12 year old <laughs> daughter and our nine year old son. Excellent. And Good. as you know, I don't refer to my children by name. That's fine. In public to protect their privacy, I refer to them only as Hajmina and Hajmanillo. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> wonderful. Well, that's that's wonderful. So, as a parent, we're going to get into a, uh, just a little bit of, of, uh, of this kind of right away because we're going to have you pass some judgment on us later. It's a parenting podcast. It's a parenting podcast. So we got to kind of make it a yeah. little about parenting. Have you ever felt, and you're in Park Slope, and I used to live in Park Slope, and yeah. Park Slope is sort of a mecca for all things extreme parenting and, mm-hmm. and a real hotbed for like feeling judged in this like when i would take my baby to the bar people would really give me the stink eye no uh, no that's not true that's not true well things have clearly changed in the okay slope. it might be different for a man as it well. it could be yeah men taking babies to bars is a little easier but have you ever felt judged as a parent uh well here's the thing that kind of sanctimonious Parental judginess <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is 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 thick vapor here in Park yeah. Slope for sure. Yes, but it is uh, it is primarily uh, directed towards women by other mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Now I think you guys have put your finger on something that's very true, which is that all dads are creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like there it's... is a there is a general suspicion and and disavowal of dads. <laughs> That that is usually, I mean, earned. They're weirdos. They're creeps. You do. They're, you know nothing about diapers. It should never be left alone with babies. Yeah, you know. I think that most people rightfully suspect that 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 very few dads went into parenthood without being dragged along to some degree. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. And sure. therefore, they're 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 objects of suspicion. Their motives are un, are impure, and and they <laughs> and and the and they have a mixed relationship with their children. 
which is that they risk, they, they love their children for the most part. They appreciate that their children carry on their biological materials into the world and into perpetuity, right? Because mm-hmm. that's how we become, uh, 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 what's the word? Immortal. Uh, immortalized, right. Right, right, right. But, but they resent, they resent parenthood as a concept because it means they're not sexy anymore and they all, uh, they are dying. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, <laughs> and, and I don't, th- and I don't think that dads, dads don't, fa- among younger children, dads don't tend to feel ennobled and in, in, and enlarged by parenting the way I mean, this is all gross generalizations, and there are millions exceptions to every rule. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. No, we base our whole podcast on the hope that there are exceptions to all rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think, da- I think da- dads of young children are, are, are hapless dopes <laughs> who don't know how they got into this situation, and their ambivalence reeks of them like a terrible stink. <laughs> and then they, I think they come into their own a little bit later on when they have... When their when when their children have the fine motor skills, to you know that they can take on the 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 the, the, the dads can pass on their dumb skills. They can like go get daddy a beer when they're capable of going and you know that kind of thing. Go go yeah, run down and grab the, me. The- dads dads feel most useful when they're <laughs> when they're bossing people around, right. and it's helpful when they can act, when the kids can actually do a thing. Yeah, like get a beer. Right. Right. Or you can or or if the child can serve the dad's own ego in some way by like, let me pass along to you my knowledge of woodworking right. or sports right. or my 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 knowledge of uh, <laughs> my knowledge of scary movies. Right. I just right. realized this Halloween coming up yep. and, you know, d- dad's I, I feel extraordinarily proud that I can now sh- my my daughter at least is old enough to share certain scary movies with. And she can handle it. So first, I had to force both of my kids to watch a whole bunch of Twilight Zones. <laughs> well, yeah. Because, how did you start it off? How did you start them off with the horror films, with the scary, with that kind of thing? The Twilight well, Zone. Yeah, I mean this. This is the year that I think both both of my children are old enough to appreciate <laughs> scary for its own sake, and not you know obviously I'm I'm not trying to tr- I'm not one of these I'm not one of these creeps that brings their infant in to go see Twenty Eight. <laughs> Days later, <laughs> like that one creep that time that still mean, makes me so mean, mad. Do you mean my husband, Stefan? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I get profoundly annoyed when people expose their, right. their kids and judgy. Good. You know, yeah, when good. people expose their kids to um, to culture that is not a, that is not appropriate for them. <laughs> And you know one of the one of the one of the hor- most horrible experiences of experiencing culture in my life was going to see Ang Lee's The Hulk, or I guess it was just called Hulk, the <laughs> right. first one that that we we all pretend doesn't exist anymore. Right. I can't, I don't have that luxury because it was a moment of profound trauma for me. <laughs> because I I went into that movie looking forward to seeing a Hulk movie, not realizing that it was going to be a movie about infant torture. Right. <laughs> there's, a, not- there's a whole sequence in the movie where where Nick Nolte is stabbing his son with Hulk jeans or whatever. Yep. Like, it's terrible. It's about child abuse. You know, that movie's about child... It's literally about child abuse. And Bruce Banner is a su- survivor of abuse. And 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 at that point, when that movie came out, my children were still very little. Oh. And, I, and I cannot... You know, I just genetically became yeah. Yeah. incapable of tolerating a child in peril situation right. in any movie. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yep. no, yep, we're there, we got it. Yeah, and so and so I'm already freaked out. I was like, I don't want this. And they're also kids at this movie because oh it's, it's a Hulk. It's like, a Hulk movie. Like it's supposed movie. to be for kids. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Oh. And they and the kid and the kids are alternately 
like they're dealing with this terrible movie. First of all, it's boring. And then it's, then it's traumatic. Right. And they're dealing with it in the way kids do. They either crying or they're screaming and doing other things. And they're there with some caregivers. And I don't know whether it was parents or, or babysitters or whatever. Ants. And I, and I, and I became, I became overwhelmed with rage and I hulked out, you hulked and, I hulked out. out. and I stood up in the theater and I yelled, get your children out of here. This isn't for kids. Shame on you. Some guy behind me goes, shame on you. Which was, was, I don't think a dad shaming moment, but it was a nerd, it was a nerd shaming moment. So I don't get parentally shamed a whole lot, but I do get nerd shamed Mm. quite a bit. Uh, Well, so we have summoned you here to judge us. We we work uh, sort of very hard on the show to not yeah. to preach the non-judginess. Mm-hmm. We we try to remind people that if you feel judged or you feel somebody's judging you, you're probably actually wrong. You're probably just misjudging it. You're self-judging. No one's really that out to get you. Nobody gives a shit. No one really gives point. a shit. Is no our, one cares is, what you do as yeah. long as you're not like abusing your Right. Child. As long as you're not hurting anybody. It, right. No one really cares. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's very, it's a, I, will, I will go along with your thought experiment. Okay. okay. But, we, <laughs> but, we, but only if I may preface it by saying I, I, do, I do not, I, I find it really weird for a, a creepy dad with a mustache <laughs> to judge mothers. That's weird. And, and, well, and not, welcome not, to, na- not natural to me. Welcome and, to the unnatural Halloween show yeah, of One right? Bad Mother. But but also, I agree with you in terms of, like, I, 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 uh, I reserve judgment of other parents, which is to say that I judge them, but keep it to myself. Exactly. Yeah, that is exactly. why, that is why yeah. you have a best friend or a partner. Right. That is, right. To talk shit. You talk shit <laughs> there, but out in public, you keep your mouth shut and you say, good job. Yeah. Um, all right. So we want you to judge us. We secretly really just want to know who the better better mom is. But since there mm-hmm. are so many deeply personal elements that you know go into uh, being a good parent, we thought it would be way better and more representative of how the world really works and have you judge us on one small decision we have both made as parents and let that just speak yeah. for everything. Okay. So uh, a lot of our listeners know that uh, there's actually, I think, only been one moment of contention between Teresa and I on the show that caught us both really off guard. Uh, and that is... And it was Stefan's fault. Well, it was really Stefan, Stefan's right. fault uh, in honor of my husband yeah. today. Yeah. Because I secretly feel the same way as my husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. we're it's, gonna, no secret. We're, it's no secret. I'll judge, I'll judge your husband, but quick. Yes. So don't worry Good. about that. <laughs> Good. And don't we think Jesse is immune to... either, Teresa. Good. Okay. Well, let's we just blame both of them for this. Yeah, but yeah, as yeah, many yeah. of our listeners know, we want to bring up the topic of food pouches uh, and their use what? of feeding infants. So... Teresa, mm-hmm. would you? Food would you? Well, well, actually, let's let John. Yeah, yeah sorry, Judge. You, you, you're in charge of your courtroom. Okay. <laughs> AKA I really, the period. I really. First of all, I, I, I had to, I had to, I had to work through a <laughs> profound misunderstanding very quickly. <laughs> which I thought you said well, the topic is food pouches, which means something to you, but nothing to me. Okay, good. As, okay. as words as words that have been jammed together. Yeah. Now I figure, now I know what you're talking about. Okay. But it, but at first I thought, is this some kind of is this some kind of physical deformity? Oh like a pot belly. Like, do you mean like my breasts? No. No, I just mean like that that woman that woman who was dating my friend from high school that time who apparently had 
had a physical deformity in her throat, such that wow. food would get stuck oh, in, like in little pouches oh in her God. throat. Like a squirrel. And then, yeah, and then she would get sick. Or a chipmunk. Okay, so that's not what it is. No. So then once I got past food pouches, right. you galloped along to the next part, which I was sure you said, food pouches and their use for beating infants. <laughs> <laughs> yep, let's go. So I thought I thought I had stumbled into it. And extremely weird esoteric Pasadena weird infant abuse cult right but now now I know what you're talking you're talking about things like uh, like uh, like uh, what we call squeezies squeezies like or little squeezies. applesauce pouches yeah sorry I, as a non-user I don't baby know baby food or puree yeah fruit, fruit and veggie <laughs> and food puree in yeah. those little pouches with the little plastic cap that you yep. twist off right. and squeeze yep. into your mouth. Yes. Yeah, I know exact I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Great. All right. That's where that's where we are. Capri Sun baby food. Yes. Basically. Right. Yes. All right. So let me I don't know anything about where you guys stand on this. Okay. Who who is it who is for this? I am for it. Teresa okay. Thorne. Teresa is for it, and Biz, you are against. I am against. And you judge harshly anyone who does what Teresa does, even though she's your friend. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, definitely. Right. Just Teresa, Stefan and I in our in our house together. Yes. Teresa, your 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 argument is is pretty much easy to make. It's easy. Okay. So, you, there may be nuances to why you are in, you are in favor of it. Mm-hmm. Let's set them aside for a moment so that Biz can screech at you for whatever mm-hmm. period sure. of time. Great. Go. Okay. Uh, what the biggest. The biggest issue I think I have is that the pouches themselves are non-recyclable. Mm-hmm. So, so for one thing, you're feeding your baby uh, in a in something that you cannot get rid of. So that that seems that seems odd and wasteful. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, I there's feeding with spoons that I <laughs> that seems to need to happen eventually, and. I think the biggest one that Stefan and I do when we see the pouches, and don't get me wrong, I have lingered in the pouch aisle of the grocery store. I have lingered. Sure. I have seen it. But you, then want, I, you want to taste of the, I of want the, to of taste. the pureed forbidden I, fruit. It is very tempting, yeah. uh, especially when I get in the food rut. But then I'm like, or I could just give my kid an apple. Right, like let them sure. let them start working on the apple. Let, yeah, so how old is your child? Why not my give new her a little... one? My new one's 10, 11, almost eleven months. Right. Uh, why so not? Why them... not give them some experience with some handy fresh chocobles? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, got, yeah. Got how about one? a baby? How about a baby carrot and some marbles too? Why not? Are you in my kitchen right now? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Here you go. Why don't you play with these cufflinks? <laughs> yes, Mama. Mama needs you to hold her change purse. I'll be right back. In her, in your mouth. <laughs> that's like a pouch. Anyway, that's my. Yeah. Those are my basic. Those are my basic arguments. Yeah, I agree. well, look, I agree with you. They're they're they are uh, they're uh, ecologically gross. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And I think that's the largest argument. That's why I always feel guilty when I use them. Right. But, I, but and you know, we try to keep it to a minimum. You know, I, I think you raise an interesting point, Biz, about you know, are you denying your child? Uh, the development of fine motor skills in his or her mouth, in terms of <laughs> learning learning how to learning how to appropriately use a utensil, which I don't think my children st- still know how to do properly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, and also it's encouraging a kind of on the go uh, eating that uh, the, that you know is not too far different from eating a candy bar. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it's kind of unconscious on the go. Just shove this food nutrient solution into me so that I can. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I can uh-huh. keep watching watching this thing, this Minecraft video or whatever. So it's kind of so for all of those reasons, I think that it's that it they 
the path to danger is 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 marked by these apple squeezy packages. Do you know what I mean? They're on either side of it, and then they ask you a little riddle before you can go further. Like they, they are the, they're the the they are the gatekeepers to a, a dangerous path, but they are not themselves dangerous. Now feeding a baby these things. Like you go through a lot of that baby food, you know what I mean? That's all right. you're feeding them. You're not supplementing regular meals with these things. And I f- and I feel like then then now basically you you might as well just be, you know, buying those cases of water bottles that you see on the shoots of big. <laughs> well, not, what, am I, what am I talking about? I don't know about big Hollywood movies. Small television web series. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those thirty six or eighty five, like half liter bo- uh, bottle. Sorry, those thirty-five bottle cases of little water bottles. Right, the little mean? little guys. Yeah. yeah, they'll throw them backstage at a at a comedy show or a concert or whatever, and it's just like, yeah, that's gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just put cups and people yeah. can use the tap. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly, exactly, exactly. So, and yeah. so Teresa, before I before I judge you, mm-hmm. what what's your argument for feeding babies? As though they're weird little astronauts out, yeah. of, out of pouches. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely really fucked up, and I'm awful. Well, I just um, want to... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I, no. I'm getting a little mad at no, this I'm is, judging this my is friend. Teresa, this is Teresa's <laughs> turn to, to hate herself. Stop judging my friend! <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, I do actually... Okay, so I think there are two different right. ways to use it. Okay, yes. that's what we're figuring out. So, like, with Simon, I will put one in his lunch, and he gets, like, the applesauce ones that right. are really cheap from Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um, and I don't really... Whatever. It's, like, not that much. With Oscar, we go through probably two a day. I try not to do more than two a day because I, like, feel so horribly guilty every time I use them. No, I really do. Okay. Um, I'm not just saying that. I feel horrible about it but the reason I use them with Oscar so much is because he is very into self-feeding and mm. I've gotten him mm-hmm. he's for everybody who doesn't know he's just turned 12 months he's one year old um, but yeah <laughs> but for the last few months like basically since we got him on solids um, he really wants to feed himself he is not down with somebody else giving him a spoonful or a forkful of food right um, so yeah. there's lots of things that you can just steam up or chop up or break into pieces and put on the high chair tray and let him feed himself. But sometimes you want him to get something that's like a little more substance, a little more high calorie and a little more like just you want him to get the fruits and veggies. Um, And, you know, like with dinner, Jesse and I eat like arugula salad where I'm not going to give Oscar (laughs) arugula. So I want him to have veggies. He will suck down a peas spinach and pear fruit pouch in like 30 seconds right and at least i know he's getting like a little bit of veggies that way um otherwise otherwise he won't he won't eat he won't eat vegetables no he will it's just that sometimes you're in a rush and you don't have time to like prepare a separate like sometimes i do you know sometimes i'll steam the broccoli and i'll just put chunks of broccoli on his table and he can eat that but you don't always have time to do that um you know you're yeah. Working and you have another kid and the, you know the whatever husband has a headache or whatever whatever's going yes. on it's great to have them it is amazing right. to have them yes yeah I um, think I, I think you know exactly like we were talking as we were rolling into this podcast about the apocalypse yeah they're good to ha- they're good to have oh, I'm gonna you know, have a- they're they're essentially the MREs of baby food. <laughs> that's right 
Do you know what I mean? Like, if you if you're in an emergency and there's zombies coming fast, you don't have time to steam up some carrots. You got to throw the yeah, kid that thing. That's exactly right. So that's that a good get, point. Right. Yeah. I love that, that is, this, this is, is the like, way we're going to turn this around. This is going to persuade me. I'm by like, making you afraid that in well, the I need future, to go hoard some baby to... pouches to protect my homestead. <laughs> but ha- have you? Have you? Do you I'm not going to tell you how to live, but you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> no, I, well, this is why we had you here, that's so that right, you I, could decide which here, one yes, of us. All right, so we yeah. need a decision. Which one right of us now. is right? Who is better? One of us. One if of you us. Wanna, is you want to encourage his. Yeah, you right. want to encourage his 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 uh, his self eating, his self feeding, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But you know, to to I don't think that you're doing this. But I would say that if 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 one is feeding their baby only with these things, then yeah, you're. You're denying them essential practice and fine motor skills of picking well, up the peas. Well, once he's and, ready you know to I mean? use a spoon, though, I'll be letting him. T- he'll be able to. Fe- he'll learn to feel. He'll like squeeze the it onto the spoon. No, we're, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Once he's you, ready, what they'll do is he'll squeeze. He'll squeeze the food around, onto a food you know, brush. 16, 18 right. months, right. they start to be able to learn to feed themselves, yeah, and like that is, we will do that when we get there. But right now, he's not. <laughs> Physically, like, capable. Yeah, I, I like remember. the takeaway of the zombie apocalypse need of these things. I yeah, think that's where I don't even remember what it's like to up. have a one-year-old. You saying that you're, you're saying that your son can't pick up a pea and put it in his mouth? He can pick up a pea. He <laughs> can't. Right. He can't take a spoon and feed himself with a spoon. So when I'm giving him purees, that this right. is what the pouches. Then are you got you, you. If you're giving him purees and you got to sit there and go, feed, feed, feed. <laughs> This is, imagine me at home feeding an infant where it's opening his mouth and you feed it and you just become this dumb machine oh that feeds a, a baby, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's the most boring thing in the world. I agree. So Teresa's the runner, right? Teresa's doing this right, No, it sounded, I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> just, all right, well, judge, I us, think... judge us. Judge us and let's, uh, we're going to, I think. You know what? what? They're killing the earth. That's why I lose. That's the big takeaway. Let's all face the facts. (laughs) (laughs) That they're killing the earth. Is there really really no way to refill those things and use them again? You can get reusable ones. Oh, then. I would rather just stop doing it. I would rather, because I'm like, why? I don't. I, like okay, let's face it. Like I don't need these. I don't need them. He's e- he's one. He's eating regular food right, now. Right. I don't have to give this to him. It's like a nice easy. It's thing. a nice easy fucking thing. You know. Yes. Well, but, but I don't. Thing. I could just stop doing it, and I would rather just stop doing it than have to buy those fucking refillable <laughs> ones and like make my own puree, shove my. Oh, own I was puree gonna say, how do you shove wash it? Wash it there. afterwards. He drinks it in thirty seconds. Like, yeah, that's wait, how, do you, how do you shove it in there? You just you use a pastry bag. That's right. Well, I, yeah. keep, I keep thinking back to my days of working in restaurants and refilling the ketchup right. bottles. And right. there's like this yeah. big sack of ketchup. And I'm like, does like Earth's Best send you like a big sack Here, of baby what, puree that you just refill? Yeah. Here's what you're speaking is. Forget about ketchup. Mustard. Think about mustard. Yeah. This is what yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. You get a, you get a, you get a, a ah, squeeze, a yeah, squeeze yeah. bottle of French's Yellow Mustard. Yes. Yeah. So I mention a brand name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get about five of those. Fill them up with disgusting pureed spinach. <laughs> Keep them in the fridge. Reuse them. Yep. That's probably the worst plastic your baby can put in its mouth, though. So mine just that's the other thing the is like how much pla- how much plastic do you want to be? You know, I don't know. Lots. Yeah. Lots. If you, I don't, I don't, I don't see any problem. I don't see any problem. I think two a day. That's too many. How about that? 
Do you want me to tell you what I think, what I really think? <laughs> yes. Cut, what do you really think? Cut that in half. One yeah, a day. Yeah, one a day. One a day. Yeah, right? Yeah. John, when yeah, the apocalypse comes, Teresa's yeah. going to be the one who's laughing when we're all forced to eat our yeah. pouch foods in the lines, right. in, the, in yeah. the mines, when we've yeah. all been sent down to mine in the yeah, zombie apocalypse gonna, and her wearing... kids are going to be the president because right. they were like we've been pouch fed since right like there we she, understand she's... how to use a pouch yeah. we are we ready the... for our we've overlord to to train us more we are going to go out right. and do this so clearly we've been we've been training since birth <laughs> that's right we've been trained since birth in the very specialized skill of sucking a thing and the symbol of their power they'll be wearing Bandoliers of apple squeezies. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. Like Chewbacca up in there. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on and proving that I am doing an amazing job. Uh, and don't ever come and judge my friend uh. again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll all show up at your house when the apocalypse comes to help us with uh, the forks and the knives and the spoons when we have yeah. to reteach civilization. Well, right, exactly. Especially when when you're going to have to teach your children to eat other children. That's what's really going to yeah. happen when the apocalypse. Comes. That's exactly right. And and uh, and cannibals don't eat out of pouches. Do no. You know what I mean? Mm, that's what we learned. That, that's what we learned from the road. That that's yeah. right. That is correct. Uh, well, thank you very much, John. And we are. Thank you. I, I, I clearly we're going to hopefully need to talk to you again soon when another one of these <laughs> issues comes up between Teresa and I. I think you're both doing a great job. <laughs> Thank but, you. So I, are you. And I and 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 in the role of every dad everywhere, I'm just going to be condescending. <laughs> <laughs> and then go find a window to stare out of and pretend that I don't hear my children. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Can you force your girlfriend to listen to heavy metal music? Is a machine gun a robot? Is it okay to take coupons out of the garbage if you're Canadian? What should you do if your parrot attacks your husband? Can you prove that Crank 2 is a good movie? Only one man can decide. Judge John Hodgman. If you have a case for the judge's court, visit MaximumFun.org slash JJHo. If you just want to listen in, find us on the web or free in iTunes. Well, let's never do that again. Never. <laughs> let's go back to just not just keeping our little judgments to ourselves. You know what? I will say this proves a good point. What? On on the whole like judging thing. This uh-huh. is why this is why we do not stand for this. Yeah. Because I, I really the moment he started, I was like, you need to back the fuck. <laughs> Off. You know why she does it? Because it is convenient and easy, and it is fucking hard having two babies. You don't know. Uh, so, um, well, thank you for that. I I had your back throughout that whole thing. I was you know just what, like, though? I think the important thing yeah. is that Stefan never hears this episode. <laughs> Good, done. Uh, but on this very special uh, episode, mm-hmm. we should start. We should keep rolling along and get into a rant. Uh, and hear right. somebody have a horrible, horrible, awesome hellish, right hellish breakdown. Yes. This is a rant. <laughs> Being pregnant is hard. And Mother's Day is hard. And in-laws are hard. 
and I could go the rest of my life without ever hearing my mother-in-law tell me again how big I'm getting or how I'm surely going to have a nine-pound baby. (laughs) And if I ever hear another pregnant lady tell me how much fun she's having being pregnant, I'm going to punch her in the face. And then I'm going to go to jail for punching your pregnant lady in the face. But I'm not going to feel bad about it because seriously, shut up. (laughs) She's on my team for the apocalypse. I really like her. That was a very sincere shut up. That was. That was one of the most sincere shut ups I've ever heard. You better shut up. You better shut up. I, 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 I believe her that she would take them out. Yeah. That's why she's on my killing team. You know what? I'm so glad that this is the rant for this week because yeah. I I have a very pregnant friend right now and she was talking about just some of the things she's feeling and she said, I know, I know, I shouldn't complain because like everybody says like I should be enjoying this because soon the baby will be here and I'll just it'll just That's be even harder. Right. And I said, you know what? No, not at all. Being pregnant is so Hard sometimes. It It can be so fucking hard. If it's not hard for you, great. And if it is hard for you, that is real. And even and even like telling yourself that you can't look forward to having the baby is such bullshit. Because regardless of what happens when you have the baby, it's gonna be different. Your pregnancy will be over. Right. You know what I mean? Like you'll have different stuff going on. Yeah. But you'll have your baby and you won't be pregnant anymore. <laughs> right. Like it's okay to complain. It's okay to feel like shit. It's okay to look forward to having your baby. That's right. And it's okay. I mean, it really and it's okay to be enjoying parts of pregnancy. It's like yeah. it's not one or the other. No, 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 no. It is there are really great I can remember having these nice moments and being like, I am super happy and content. Uh-huh. Immediately followed with yeah. Everybody get this fucking thing out of me. But yeah. like it's both are okay and you are yeah. totally entitled to feel both ways. Yeah. And you are entitled to be pissed when like your mother in law is like, Was it gonna be a nine pound? How yeah. big was that baby? What the fuck? How big was you? How big were you? How big was that baby? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, That's no, one, awful. no one's baby flies out easily. No. <laughs> so it is a process. Hang in there, Mom, because you are doing a really great job. Um, I think this is a pretty straightforward wrap-up this week, Mm -hmm. and that is zombies are real. Mm -hmm. And everybody should uh, at least sit down over a glass of wine, over dinner, over in bed, whenever you have a chance, and just start making a game plan. Again, I recommend the CDC website uh, or uh, the Red Cross website. Both have just really simple, easy steps to follow. I challenge everybody to just pick a weekend, Mm -hmm. go hit the Costco, go on Amazon, whatever. I mean, however you want to do it. And just get some of these things in your house in a case. Uh, Teresa and I were actually talking off air about, like, just get one of those big bins. Yeah. Put all your stuff in that. Throw some backpacks in there so that if you need to actually move or leave during an emergency, you can do that. Or you can put the whole thing in your car or you just take it to the den. Yeah, <laughs> sit down. Yeah, you know, Open don't forget, yeah. don't forget to put something fun in there for yourself. Mm-hmm. A little something fun. That's nice. Um, and and if you decide to buy something from Amazon, which is a oh, really yeah. easy way to do it, we're not like sponsored by them or anything, but there <laughs> nope. is a Max Fun affiliate link that you can use, which I will post on the episode page. And if you click through that link to buy whatever it is you're going to buy, Max Fun will get a little percentage of that, and that's kind of nice. Yeah, that is kind of nice. And again, I think the biggest takeaway of today's show is that Teresa is doing a really great job. (laughs) And I love her dearly. And I hope this is not an idea that has totally backfired on today's show. And 
And to all the people using pouches out there, mm-hmm. it, you are doing a good job. Yeah, it, you're feeding your kids. You're feeding your kids. And it really, we, we, yeah. Thank you. So are you, babe. And you know who's doing a bad job? Who? The people making this shit in unrecyclable packages. Yeah, what the fuck? What is your problem? What the fuck? How can you be Earth's best and not right? be recyclable? I know. So <laughs> I say we all sit there as another little challenge. Yeah. Let's all get on our Twitter and our website. Let's just start demanding they turn these things that are, they, that are designed to make our lives easier into something that makes it easier on our planet as well. Mm-hmm. They're the real horror show this Halloween. Um... <laughs> Everybody, you are doing a good... Thank you. Thank you very much. I can theme a Halloween show. Everybody, you are doing a really great job. Mm -hmm. Teresa, you really are doing a great job. So are you. Thank you. Uh, We are both right. Yes. And that is the big takeaway of this show. Never forget it. Uh, We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlos, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.